everybody this is Dan aka Red and I am back unfortunately uh I was hoping that we would have been in the hotel doing the um podcast uh out in Dallas but uh, unfortunately I got COVID and I got COVID from the missus the missus got COVID from work and, you know, I, I kind of feel that if you get COVID, especially if you're in the medical field, you know, they should be paying you for that, that you have to take time off of work to get yourself better. I think you should get paid for that. Um, and that's not just the medical field, but it's anywhere. I mean, if you're, if you're going in and then you get COVID from somebody else, uh, that's, that should be on the, uh, business, you know what I'm saying? But hopefully everybody's had a very, very happy new year. I apologize. I wanted to do the Krampus this year, uh, again, but, uh, unfortunately, or I should say fortunately, we were out on the property, uh, this past, uh, Christmas so we had absolutely no signal to do that. Wanted to, just had no signal to do that. And we had some absolutely crazy stuff going on on the property. It was insane. I mean, just the first first night, uh, something was messing with their tent, like, big time. And... I was trying to tell, you know, tell her that it's oh, it's just the wind, it's the wind, it's the wind. Uh, you, number one, you can't hear wind. Number two, and here's the main part, the wind's not going to stop blowing just because I stepped foot outside. Because after a while, I decided enough is enough, I'm going to find out what's going on, and went outside, and you, you could hear something taking off in the, in the, the distance. Um... But that's the we'll get we'll get there a little bit uh a little bit later on. Um so we reached over one thousand downloads, actually uh, over eleven hundred downloads, so thank you all for downloading. Highly appreciate it. Thanks for sticking with me. Hopefully we're gonna get more and more. Yes, I understand that's not really a lot, especially since um we've been around for a bit now. But uh twenty twenty two we're gonna be doing this a couple times a week. Even if I have to wake up earlier during the day to uh, get that to happen, that's exactly, oh, excuse me, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So, 
that is what uh I've been um just a, a part of the the Christmas uh holiday season uh and it, it was uh, it's definitely been fun um covid not so much and I tell you it definitely you know what it's it's at least what I have right now is not not super bad um so I can't complain. I know there's people that have had it way worse. I, I believe I have probably the third, you know, variant. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's, that's fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not dying. I, I get a fever every now and then. Stomach's still not cooperating too much with me, but people have had it worse. So I can't complain on that end of things. Unfortunately, I've had to take off of work because, you know, you can't work and have COVID, especially doing what I do, you know, going to people's houses and, and, and fixing their appliance and whatnot. You just you can't chance it. You know, you don't want anybody else getting it because of you. So Caps, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good to see you on here. It's been a long time. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been shitty, to say the least, with the whole COVID thing, but um, it seems to be that we're getting over it, so that's a plus. Unfortunately, I had to take a couple days off of work due to the, the uh, whole COVID scenario, but um, I'm going today a little bit after the... Uh, a little bit after the... Uh, podcast and I'm going to go get tested again see hopefully it comes out negative uh I mean I had a little bit of a fever yesterday and uh so far so good today so hopefully you know I'm a uh, COVID free we'll see though um but yeah man it's it's been a crazy crazy uh couple weeks we spent the holiday on the property and you know pretty much just camped out in the tent let the dogs run around free and um had a pretty wild time uh i'm actually going to be linking the uh two videos up to this i put them on uh youtube and i just really put them on youtube i was uh showing my buddy uh tony merkel from the confessionals what happened um and it is just the craziest thing, man, having something mess with your tent. And it was like legitly the whole thing. And again, the whole reason why I know it wasn't the wind. And even though I was telling the missus, it was because I really <laughs> I didn't want to go home the first night. So I was trying to keep her from being, you know, scared to the point where she's like, all right, I'm done with this. I want to I want to leave. Uh, especially since it's, it's like a seven hour drive to just to get out there. So it was, it was a crazy time. Um, and the coyotes, uh, definitely on the land going crazy. Uh, you hear them in the background and running around and it's kind of sounded like there was a couple different packs out there. Um, didn't really bother my dogs at all, man. They, they were not afraid. I mean, I got four dogs and they, they ran around in a pack as well, so, and my dogs are pretty big, and I would, I'd probably bet on my dogs over the coyotes on any kind of uh, confrontation, 
um, for sure. But yeah, so we went out and, and had a good time on the land. Uh, was trying to get some hog, uh, which I'm probably probably gonna go out there again and, and go hunting for a couple hogs. Um, just because they're kind of really ruining the uh, the area out there, especially since you know a lot of us we like to go out and hunt deer, and it's making it almost impossible to do. Um, just because of the, the, you know, all the berries and stuff and hogs eat just not, you know, uh, vegetation, but they'll, they'll go after, you know, meat, dead animals as well. Um, I don't want to try to get rid of some of the coyotes, man. Cause, uh, there's, like I said, a couple packs of coyotes out in that land, but, um, again, so we left on a Thursday, uh, got there early Friday morning. Uh, unfortunately, there was a, two gates up because this, you know, um, somebody else put the, that owns a, a piece of land, uh, put a gate up. So I had to park the car, walk. I probably walked a total of anywhere between, I'll say, five to seven miles back and forth. Um, unpacking the car that day, um, got everything, you know, uh, put up and set up the tents and all. She, uh, she actually picked the spot for tent, which was a pretty good spot, honestly, because if it rained, at least the, the very least the water was going to go across. Um, you know, let the dogs run around. Uh, nobody was really hunting that day. They were, you know, you hear a gunshot every now and then or, and other dogs off in the distance and whatnot. Um, so I wasn't too worried about, about that. And most of the time my dogs kind of stay on, you know, they don't go too far away from where we're at. So it was definitely interesting, um, for the first go. And, and like I said, we, let me see. I want to say the coyotes really started around, I'd say, 7.30 at night, 8 o'clock at night, wandering around. And normally when they when they get started going out, I, you know, get everybody in the tent, get all the dogs in the tent. Really wasn't trying to appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Caps. So, yeah, I was uh, trying to get all the dogs in a tent on time because I really don't want to have a conversation, you know, confrontation between the dogs and the coyotes. Um, I just don't want anything, you know, un anything unnecessary happening, especially since my one dog, she's 14 years old and she does not back down worth a shit. So, um, if something was to happen to her, I'd be, uh, you know, upset. So I got ever, you know, all the dogs in the tent. We, uh, watched like a little movie on the phone. Um, and we're joking around, laughing, and, you know, eventually went to sleep. And then out of nowhere, the tent went buck wild crazy. And you'll see in the video that I attached to this um, that both videos, there's one that's a little bit over seven minutes. The other one, I think, is uh, 15. And they're basically, you know, doing the same exact thing. It's just that the tent goes crazy. And eventually I end up going outside. Cause I'm just getting tired of what it, you know, whatever the hell's going on. So I go outside and all of a sudden that stops. And, you know, again, if it was the wind, 
the wind's not going to stop. It's going to keep on blowing into the tent. It's it, it's not going to give a shit that I stepped outside, but you can hear something booking in the in, in the distance. So I stayed outside for a little bit. I had um I had my uh carbine on me. So and if if y'all don't know what a carbine is, basically uh I had a uh, 45 um that's it's kind of like a rifle except it's it's you know a pistol caliber you know 45 9 millimeter 10 millimeter um is normally a carbine so i didn't get the chance to see what it was everything calmed down i stayed out there for about a half hour went back inside you know i heard the coyotes in the distance um they weren't really getting too close that night so i didn't care Went back inside, fell back to sleep, and then something smacked into the tent. It woke me and Alicia up, and it was uh, absolutely crazy. Because um, there was something that was by the tent, and it, um, even in the video that I did, you could hear something going by. So even by my head, I ended up turning the the camera and putting it by where my my head was uh lame because i heard it like right next to me so later on i think it was the same exact thing that's smacked into the tent or uh i believe through a rock um at the tent but i went in looking for you know tracks i didn't find any tracks close to the tent i did find tracks that were it, it seemed like a bird man but i that, cause that's the only thing I could relate to it. It was, uh, had three toes. So whatever it was had, had three toes. And normally like with the birds local there, you have a, a road runner, which actually has four toes and it's in the shape of an X. So that wasn't it. Um, turkeys normally have the three toe plus the one in the back. And you could see that definitely, uh, that wasn't it. I'm actually going to put some of these pictures up on um, the uh, Facebook page and the Instagram page. Uh, and I think I actually put a couple up on our Twitter. So Monster America or Monster Investigators of America on Twitter. Um, but it was a like the first night was crazy. We end up again. um so, so we have that happening. I go back outside. I stay outside for another 45 minutes and end up going back in, going to bed. And I wake up again at like six o'clock in the morning, or I think it was like five o'clock in the morning. And I just stayed up for the rest of the time, you know, set up. Uh, she made the, uh, she put the coffee on and, and made some bacon and whatnot. And, you know, just a, a regular day going back and forth, enjoying the land. It wasn't anything too crazy. Um, but because of the whole daylight savings time, it's, it gets, you know, dark early. So it was starting to get dark around 6 o'clock. So I'm trying to get, you know, again, all the dogs, uh, you know, ready to go um, into the tent again because uh, I could hear the coyotes but it actually sounded like they were starting even earlier uh, than the previous night. So I'm like, all right, let's just, you know, I hear them, you know, yapping because that's what they do. They make a yapping sound. And then, every, 
then when they get together, they'll they'll do a howl and whatnot. But uh, hear it yapping in the background and and getting closer. And um, so this is Friday. This is a uh, no. This is Saturday night now. So uh, that you know, we get all get in, put a movie on on the phone, and, and I pretty much try to do that too because I don't want the dogs to react to everything that they hear outside. I don't want them barking you know, going crazy or attracting the coyotes to get closer because I don't think it's really going to stop my dogs from, you know, busting through and uh, going after them. So I just try to uh, avoid that whole scenario. But uh, for some reason, man, the second night around, they got a lot closer. Um, You could hear them going closer and closer, but I also kept on hearing something else with them. And I'm, you know, sitting there trying to figure out, like, what the heck is going on? Like, why are they getting more, like, a little bit more brave than normal? So then I was a little uncomfortable with how close they got, so I went back outside. I took the carbine again um, and, you know, told the missus, I said, hey, just stay inside. I'll, I'll take a uh, – what's going on, Snapchat? You know, stand side. I gave her the sidearm, and I let her know. I said, "I'm just gonna, you know, walk around a little bit and, and see what we got going on." Because I did hear something getting closer besides the coyotes. So walked around a little bit. There was something just out of sight of, like outside of my sight, um, with the flashlight. And I had a pretty bright flashlight with me too. I actually taped it onto my carbine so I could just easy access. So I'm not trying to hold both of them at the same time. Um, but I couldn't see what it was. And it, it was uh, really aggravating, man. It just kept on, like I said, like something else was out just outside of my visual, getting closer and closer. And uh, yes, definitely need a... Uh, <laughs> It, it was uh, it was definitely just a, a crazy thing that happened, man. So I, I probably stayed out for 45 minutes again and just said, screw it. I heard them off in the distance. They were chasing something down. Um, so went back inside and went to fall back to sleep. So now, you know, it's Saturday morning. And, you know, it's the, the mornings, it's still dark as can be because the, the sun doesn't get up until 7 o'clock in the morning. So the sun's not rising until 7 a.m. It's, it's about 4 o'clock. I, I got back up and uh, me and the missus both heard something getting, you know, super close to the tent, man. And it was just out out of uh dude, the missus reaction the first night she was she was definitely scared and i could tell she was scared so that's when i was like hey you know it's just the wind don't worry or uh when she heard something close to the tent and, and the thing that really freaked her out was when something hit the tent that was the worst i mean it was really the worst for her because that's i could see that's what really startled her and I knew I had to, you know, come up with something. I'm like, oh, you know, that's probably, I told her the truth afterwards, you know, and the, 
the next day. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't the tent. You know, I mean, that wasn't the wind blowing. That was a, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Something was messing with a tent, you know? Um, I mean, could it be something in the, the cryptid realm? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. Uh, stuff like, uh, Sasquatch. I mean, there's been sightings, um, for sure in that area. And can it, a Sasquatch live there? Yeah, there's water. I mean, there's a couple of properties that have a, a nice, you know, nice sized ponds going on. Plenty of, uh, wild game for them. There's wild berries. So there's definitely stuff that they can eat, uh, for sure. But it was just such a weird, legit thing. And I'm like, again, I'm going to post up the video and I'm going to, and y'all let me know what you think, um, when I share the video and, um, we'll see because, uh, even watching the video now it's still, man, I, I can't figure it out. Just sitting there and I'm like, Jesus, because normally too, I mean, when, the, when it comes to wind, especially when the wind's blowing so hard where it's rocking everything, you could hear the wind whipping through 90% of the time. And then again, the wind's not going to stop because I decided I was coming out the tent to see what was going on. It would just keep on blowing the tent. It's just not going to sit. It's not going to stop. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I definitely crossed the wind off the list. Um, but Saturday night, I mean, to, to, uh, Friday night to Saturday morning was, was crazy. We had a, uh, like I said, the coyotes getting closer. There was something else just off in, in the brush that I couldn't see. And so just to help you picture where, where I am, it's a very, it's a hilly area and it's all red dirt. Not not orange clay, but actual red, it's a red dirt area. So, there's not really trees, but there's a lot of bush, a lot of bushes, and I, it's about almost 22 acres of property. So, it's a, it's a decent size, and you have some decently, you have one really big hill, uh, towards the back end of my property, and then it's just hilly throughout. It, it, you could kind of see where there used to be, like, uh, water running through, like a little river going through a couple different spots. Um, and I'm sure when it rains, it, it probably uh, forms there too. But Mongoose area, hmm. You could, uh, you could definitely go, uh, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's in, uh, North Texas, or Northwest Texas, uh, about over an hour, uh, over an hour to Oklahoma. Um, but again, what I did find, man, were those three-toed, I can't figure out, I think it's some kind of bird, but I can't figure out what kind of bird it would be that has three toes, you know, um, with no web or anything like that. And I got pictures up, uh, I think I put them on my personal Instagram account, 
Um, but I'm going to post them up on my uh, Twitter as well. But it's just, to me, I think it was just a... Uh, A definite, um, some kind of animal. I mean, you know how uh, raccoons and whatnot. I, I mean, I, I've known any time I've went camp, and I've probably about ninety percent of the time you always get a raccoon that comes up to the camp that gets uh, very curious, and they'll you know pick things up and, and look at them. I mean, I had the uh, the one experience where. We had a bunch of weird crap happen the entire night, and then at the very end of the night, once we went in, heard something messing around with, uh, behind the tent, and it was actually the raccoon um, messing with the toilet paper and the uh, potty on the spot <laughs> that I, I bought for my uh, friend to use, and I went and checked it outside, and of course the raccoon just standing up, you know, toilet paper in its hand. And uh, just looking at me, it was getting closer, you know, curious-wise, because, you know, that's just what they are. They're very curious creatures. And I had to, like, flip my uh, my machete to the, you know, the blunt side, and I tapped the ground to try to scare it away. Of course, it didn't, so I had to tap it on the side to get it to go, but it, it ran away with the toilet paper. But, I mean, there was no raccoon tracks, and I'm sure there's probably some in the area. You Also, there was a skunk smell that came in and out um, a couple times on, on that Saturday morning. And that's also kind of freaked her out a little bit. And Because uh, I, I don't think there's any skunks in that particular area. There's just nothing for, nothing for them to really survive off of uh, there. Um, mainly because of the hogs um, out there. I mean, plus the, with the coyotes running in and the packs that they do. And honestly, I've never, I've never experienced ever a skunk smell um, fade in and out. Normally, even after it's dead, that that smell stays there, and it could stay there for you know a day or two, but. Whatever this was came close to the camp, stayed there for a little bit. You could smell it and then went away, came back again. You could smell it. And even again, the missus was like, what is that smell? And I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I really didn't think there was going to be, a, there would be a skunk in that area. Um, Skinwalker Ranch, yeah, they have some, apparently some kind of, uh, I mean, for years they've had paranormal encounters um, for a very long time, even way before that show started. The original owners, the uh, farmers, had some uh, crazy issues going on in that ranch. Cattle, between cattle mutilations and um, seeing some kind of portal open up and, and a... Uh, Dogman type of creature walking out, just a bunch of uh, crazy stuff. There, I haven't been to Skinwalker Ranch. No, um, I've checked out a lot of the footage that they've 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 had, and I've watched the show. I don't really know what to think about the show, to be honest with you. Um, because uh, I mean, to me, that the security person kind of seems 
like a joke. I'm not saying it to be an ass or anything, but he doesn't seem to be, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to, like it's a serious thing. Like you would see security take things, you know, they you know, very seriously making sure nobody gets hurt and, 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 uh, all the right precautions. But, um, yeah, the show's a little, I don't know, the show's a little weird, but I've watched the show and, uh, you could, you could tell that it's, there's some strange stuff that goes on there. Um, definitely a lot of different theories and, um, hopefully nothing close to like that on my land. I would not want, I would want nothing to do with that, <laughs> that crap, uh, whatsoever. I mean, we, we've, again, I mean, what we experienced was, uh, What's going on? How you doing, man? Yeah, hi, I'm doing good. I was going to type, so I just thought it'd be a bit quicker. Just a quick one, mate. Yeah, I know. I was just listening to a cast with someone that actually interviewed the people the um, that lived up there. Uh, must have been still alive, obviously, so it was... And they must have been there for quite a few years. Apparently, they had something to do with the original ownership in that area. Anyway, he said they were really genuine, and of course they are in age now, but um, yeah, during the interview with them about it all, they didn't seem like they were making anything up with their paranormal um, stories and that. And another fascinating thing I heard also was that in ancient, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure with like the Navajo or whatever it was in those times in that area, they actually there's a um, depiction on a cave wall of a it looks like a cow or an, an elk or you know maybe something like that that's got like a porthole and it's actually coming out of the sky dropping. I found that's interesting because they say a lot of the um, animals that they found in that area, it looks like they've been dropped from the sky. You know, you've heard of helicopters like done something and and that sort of stuff. It's just fascinating that back in the, um, in the, you could probably search out which um, tribe it was at the time, but yeah, apparently they've documented that they've had ancient um, paintings of it, of an actual phenomenal in that area of, animals coming out of a sky like a porthole and falling yeah just want yeah. to add that anyway i mean uh see uh, what i always say is uh, especially when it comes to native americans and the uh you know first nations people i i believe that history is evidence i mean the native americans and first nations people have seen these creatures and um even with the wormholes like you said i mean they've dealt with them for you know, thousands of years. They've they've been around this land and, and, and have a history of these creatures. If you even look at uh, the uh, the pole, right? So they they have all animals on there. You know, the bear, eagle, um, all real legit animals. They also have Sasquatch on there. Now, what what sense would it make to have? all the other animals be real and then have a fake, you know, a, a fake animal made up. It, it, it wouldn't. These are all animals that they, um, shared the land with, or, I mean, some, uh, Navajo, even the Navajo and whatnot, I mean, went to war with, uh, Sasquatch, apparently. They, they believe they're very evil. Um, other tribes believe that they're like the, uh, you know, the forest guardians, you know, the, the guardians of nature. 
Um, you can even go back to uh, the Vikings, and uh, there's a history that the Vikings um, fought side by side with, I, I believe it was the Cherokee tribe. I, I, I might be wrong on that, but um, side by side and, and, and fought, you know, uh, these creatures. Um, so there's, there's a history. And I think a lot of people for some reason don't want to accept that, you know, some of these, maybe not all, but some of these creatures are very, very real. And whether it's, you know, um, people don't want to accept it because of maybe their religious background or even science, uh, you know, wouldn't want to accept it for one reason or another. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different, um, cover-up stories about, you know, those creatures, but even the wormholes, I mean, think about how many, if, if a, one of the governments came out and said, Hey, this is a very real thing. There's wormholes that lead to another dimension and there's creatures that cross over and we cross over there. It would be mind blowing to a lot of people. I don't know if they, as much as I, I would hope, I don't know if they would be able to handle it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but it's like when you mentioned the um, like the Christian sort of thing might be a bit out there for them. When you think about it, I mean, look at the book of Ezekiel. That talks about that sort of an interdimensional sort of a um, uh, the way he explains it. And in the book of Enoch as well, um, it talks about that sort of thing with heavenly vehicles. When uh, Moses was on the mountain as well, it talks about like um, flying machine that he couldn't see the glory, but he could see from behind. And it's funny about that time was the same time as the Indian culture in the, with the, the flying machines and that sort of thing. And then like, you know, it's not that far out this um, Bigfoot Yeti and all that, because look at the, the double plated jaws of the um, giants not so long ago. And there was still ancient tribes of um, Native Americans that were giants, uh, apparently not so long ago as well. So, and there was another tribe of uh, Indians that also, they talked about a race called the ant people. Have you ever heard of that one? The ant people? No, no, that's a first for me. Apparently, I think it was the tribe that claimed that they actually come from Sirius, the dog star. And I'm not sure the name of them, but that's where they say they come from. And they had an amazing, um, uh, they knew all about, things that they just found recently or over the last few years about that um, sort of planetary system. I think it was due to a double star. I'm not sure. But this tribe, they already had it um, documented all about it, okay, and they reckon they come from there. And they, in that area where they were, there was these tribe that lived underground, and they called them the ant people. So, you know, no, <laughs> to talk about, you know, when you look at giants and they were 12 foot tall, they had double plated. Then we've got the elongated skulls and things like that, you know, and other Peruand areas like that, like far out to just say a, a hairy sort of six foot, seven foot creature walking through the bush ain't all that out of the ordinary, really, when you consider all that, eh? Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, even if you just go to the Bible, I mean, David versus Goliath. I mean, Goliath was a giant. That's that's what he's it, known it to a, be. Yeah. 
Um, it was the same in Canaan when they went to inspect Canaan and they said they felt like grasshoppers because of the size of the people in the uh, area of Canaan. But the interesting thing about that too is their fruit was very big too in that area. So I often think that maybe there was sort of like pockets of ox high oxygen uh, throughout the earth in certain areas that, because it wasn't just the humans. It was also that plant in that area. So to combine them too, it must have been a highly oxygenated oxygenated sort of like um, pockets in around the earth, which would explain that to me anyway. I've just been just saying I've never heard that from anyone, but, you know, it's just something I, I was I just been thinking about that sort of thing. And so, yeah, giants aren't, you know, they've dug them up and giants, they've got massive weapons. You can see on like something like YouTube or something like ancient big weapons, you can see these people are pretty, pretty tall, you know. I've estimated some of them are up to 23 feet, you know, just from what we've got of evidence of a footprint. So, yeah, it's quite big. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, if, even if you, uh, uh, what was the giant, uh, Kandahar? So, just the, the the giant of Kandahar, which I believe was, I want to say, 12 foot tall, a group of soldiers were in the area, um, apparently smelt oh, it. Oh, Iraq or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and they smelt this ratchet smell, and then... Um, yeah, that's right. The big 12 foot giant came out. He came out with a spear, a spear in his hand, put a spear through the one soldier, and... Uh, Another soldier said, hey, aim for the head, and they all shot at his head and uh, almost decapitated him. But, I mean, they, the governments, not just our, you know, the United States government, but governments know for sure that these things are real. And, you know, they, they have proof of them for sure. I mean, from what I understand, they even uh, got a helicopter out, helicoptered the giant's body up and out of that area. And, you know, what did they do with it? Who knows? But you can even go back to, I think it's around 1909, there was a, a Japanese parade, and to me the footage looks real. Um, but there was a, a giant... A, a giant man, and you could probably look it up on YouTube, uh, walking in it. I mean, he, he was huge, and definitely you could tell a little bit out of proportion uh, in, in some areas. But looked as real as can be. I mean, I, I'm not sure how you could uh, you could fake that that footage from something back yeah, then. Yeah, it looked fairly real to me too. He was laying in the house as well, that, that picture, and he's walking down the street and the bloody the size of him. But, yeah, I, I never looked into it, whether it was or not. I, sh I would have loved to have gone a bit further with that because I hate, you know, not knowing, you know. But so I've only I don't, I've only heard one bad someone say that um, it was faked, but I've never heard a reason why. So, you know, out of all the other things I remember looking into that, it seemed pretty legit. But, yeah, I mean, it's quite possible. Well, I mean, it's just it's well, like the uh, the Patty film, right? Some mm. people say it's fake, yeah. but they've tested it. People, professionals have tested out that footage, and nobody could say it's fake on a professional level. Yeah. No one. 
Um, so you're always going to have those people out there that, that say, oh, no, that's not real, it's fake. Um, but I kind of think it's the, go the government's job to do so. You know, they don't want people to know, so they're going to definitely have others deny it and uh, try to make it look as fake as possible or in, and, you know, not give any kind of credit to it if, if they can. Yeah, well, they, then they got the other opposite side of the so-called um, Project Blue Beam as well with the technology, haven't they, where they can actually produce something like that, um, holographics and things of the technology they've got to just um, the so-called alien invasion, you know, as that's got around about that um, Project Blue Beam thing. Oh, yeah, they. I mean, they definitely can. I mean, especially uh, today's technology is not hard to... Uh, do for sure um but i mean with that patty film it came i think it was filmed in i want to say 1968 uh yeah 1968 it, it was probably filmed it came out I, I believe in 1970 or 71 uh you know went into the movie theaters but if, if you watch that film you can actually see the muscle movement on the creature. Now, if you look at the best, the, the very, very best movie that they had out in the time when it comes to costumes, that was Planet of the Apes. Their best does not, can't, can't match that. Oh, yeah, I remember the one. That's the, where they dropped the camera and they found the camera years later. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, the, the Patty film is um, a very famous film that uh, was recorded in 19, I believe it was 19, either 68 or 69. And, um, oh, man, the two filmmakers, uh, the, the two guys that were involved in it are super famous when it comes to the Sasquatch Bigfoot. Um, uh, P Patterson, it was Patterson and, uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin were the, uh, two that they, they were going out and they were actually looking for this creature and they end up, uh, finding it, uh, I think a couple days in and got some film of it. But it's called the Patterson Gimlin film, is is what it's called. And uh, and what was the creature? Uh, a Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. And uh, it, what's I'll, known I'll as uh, you could even look it up on YouTube because they they have a, a lot of the uh, footage up on YouTube. But if you All look right. at it you'll see the, the muscles move in the arms, the legs, the back. And like I said, at that point in time, that time period, um, the best movie that they had costume-wise out there was Planet of the Apes. And you could put their best costume versus this, and it's just not going to match up. You know, they just... To me, that's that's a very real creature. And 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 the and the two gentlemen's uh, credibility, you know, like they're not like a couple of you know, youngsters having a couple of billies around a fire and decide to make up some, you know, oh yeah, video. 
I mean, yes. especially back then, you were taking a giant chance putting your name out with anything that had to do with Sasquatch or Bigfoot. It was just uh, yeah. people back then, you know, once you mention that, they automatically, nah, man, these people are crazy. Or they're, they're faking it or, you know, a thousand other different things that you could lose credibility out there. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, mate, I don't want to take up any more of your time, mate. I appreciate you having me on. I just wanted to add that instead of typing in the room before, but it was really good talking to you. I was good talking to you. And, uh, hey, call back anytime, man. Uh, definitely appreciate uh, you calling in and, and sharing your input. Yeah, thanks, mate. All right, good shade. Have a good one. Catch up. So, yeah, we uh, we get there uh, again. on We're uh, into Saturday morning, and then finally things uh, cool down and relax. I, I end up finally being able to take some kind of nap, like a power nap, because I was just like, ah, oh, just let the dogs go out. I'm taking a nap. I'm beat. You know, I was on patrol most of the night trying to figure out what was, uh, you know, what was going on in the area. So... We go throughout the day, I, I start looking around, trying to track, and I see, I find more prints that were even closer, these these three-toe prints, uh, end up being about 15 feet away from the camp, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what has three toes, and uh, look to be bipedal, so that's why I believe a bird, but nothing I could think of right now um really comes up you know I, I can't come up with a good idea with it but uh anyway you know just we go about our day and uh it's getting again getting late again we you know eat our food call it a night go in um probably about seven o'clock this time i didn't really hear the coyote start until a little bit later Make it in at 7 o'clock. I hung out a little bit later. I had a fire going um, that night. I figured the fire would, would help keep the uh, coyotes away. And, uh, you know, really um, trying to uh, you know, just keep them at bay for, for the time being. I just, again, I just really didn't want my uh, dogs going after the coyotes um, especially, you know, having, just, just having the tent, a tent really can't protect you from a heck of a lot. Uh, and it, it could collapse very easily. So I just wasn't trying to have it. So we go in, uh, end up going to sleep, listening to, uh, I think put on some kind of TV show or whatever on the phone. And, um, Three o'clock in the morning, or actually a little bit before, the first one was 12.30, wake up, hear something getting close again, trying to figure out what it is. We hear some kind of yapping um, outside of the coyotes, and I'm telling you, man, it just, whatever it was, just kept on getting closer and closer and closer, so finally I'm like, you know what, screw it, that's it, I'm going back. Going outside, I'll grab the carbine, I'm back on, you know, my watch has just begun type of deal. And so, no, and so my watch begins. That's what, 
I, I said that out loud too, and my my fiance just laughed, and I said, "I'm just going to keep eye out. We'll stay out here for a little bit. The embers are still warm from the fire, so I figured I'd just you know go out and and look around, and I didn't venture too far from the tent, um, just in case. But I looked around, and again, there's something just outside of my visual that that I can hear moving around from one spot to the other. Um, couldn't find what it was. I stayed out there for an hour this time around and just said, finally, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go back in the tent. Uh, coyotes don't seem to be going too, uh, you know, too close right now. So went back in. We had a couple noises, but nothing too, too crazy. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to say it had to be 4.30 in the morning. We both, you know, woke up. Um, actually, before that, I had, a, like, a voice, I guess, inside my head. It said, get up, wake up, wake up. And I jumped up. I thought it was my fiance. Because, you know, there was nobody else there. I look over. She's sound asleep. And I'm like, geez, what the hell? looking around, and I hear something close to the tent, so I'm like, all right, that's it, I'm going outside, so I wake up my fiance, I'm hey, wake up, keep your eye on the dogs, make sure they don't come outside, so as I'm going outside the tent, went outside the tent, as I'm unzipping the tent, whatever was outside, books it, again, takes off, I try to hurry up and zip it back up, the zipper got caught, so I had to get it uncaught and then tried to hurry to see if I could find out where this thing, you know, ran off to. Found nothing. Looked around for tracks. And I was trying to make sure I didn't step on any tracks. Nothing. Nothing was around. So I was like, damn, all right. Um, you know, what the hell? So I stayed out for another hour or so and... and you know, just kept an eye out. I had the flashlight off, and finally, I just say, "Screw it!" You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed. I think we we'll be all right. And what I didn't really, uh, what didn't really come to my my mind until later is normally my dogs, especially uh, my dog Bear. My dog Bear is half Husky, half Australian Shepherd, and Bear's been camping with me a couple times already, and if he feels something is in like is that I'm in danger or something like that, he'll let me know. If there's something by the tent that does not belong, he'll go ahead and let me know. And so he was quiet. All my dogs were quiet. They weren't they weren't reacting to the coyotes. They weren't reacting to whatever was close to the tent. So either whatever was close to the tent didn't have any kind of you know, ill will towards us, or maybe they were so scared, and I can't really picture this, so I don't really honestly see it as an option, but either they were so scared that they're just like, they kept quiet, but every single time I let them out, they, they would, they would, they were fighting to go outside, so that's why I don't really believe uh, they were scared either, but right around, we'll say, I think four thirty, five o'clock. Um, Alicia gets up, 
and she goes, she's like, babe, babe, wake up, wake up, and I finally got a chance to sleep, so I'm like, what the hell, she's like, wake up, wake up, and I'm like, what, what's going on, she goes, there's a light outside, I'm like, and immediately I wake up, I'm like, what, there's a light outside, she's like, yeah, yeah, there's a light outside, there's a green light, and I'm like, the hell, so I'm looking out the window of the tent, where she's looking, and I see it, I'm like, geez, what, what the hell is that, is there, you know, I'm thinking it's somebody, um, you know, walking around on the property, because it's either, where this light was at, it was either on the very far side of my property, or the beginning of the other person's pro- property, um, so I'm like, man, I don't know, uh, you know, I sat there, watched it for a while, then I'm like, you know, what, let me go outside, I'm gonna look through it, you know, through the scope on my carbine, and see if I could maybe you know, see somebody, and I looked through the scope, and I didn't see any, anybody attached to that light, and the way that the light was moving, and again, the terrain is not easy to move, move forward, even during the day, you have to watch where you're going, you have to watch your step, because you could slip, you could fall, and you could hurt yourself, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, so I'm watching this light, and it goes up and down a little bit, but nice and easy. Nothing like, not like when somebody's walking and you could see the person walking up, you know, bobbing up and down. And then five yards, you'll see it, it just glided to the right. And then continues to do, like, continues to move. And then it all of a sudden glides to the left. So I'm like, there's no way that's a person. And it's not... If it, if it's like a, uh, you know, like a, oh man, I can't remember the name. It's not a remote control, you know, uh, it's not, re- it's not done by remote either. Cause they have two different lights on. So it would be like green and red or sometime, most of the time it's green and red or, uh, blue and red, uh, stuff like that. But that wasn't the case either, so I'm like, damn, what, what is that, so I, I went for the next hour and a half staring at this thing, just watching it, until daylight finally set, and then when daylight set, where I could get a good, uh, look at what's going on, especially through my scope, this thing's gone, I looked in the area as hard as possible to see, you know, what, what's actually happening, and found absolutely nothing, I was looking for a person, I was like, all right, well, maybe now I could see if a a person's out there, nope, couldn't see nothing, and that, that ended up being Sunday morning, so we were getting ready to pack up and leave uh, Sunday morning, especially since I thought it was going to end up raining, and if it rains, while we're out there, because I don't have, no, I just have my car, so I drove, (laughs) I drove my car out there, and it's, it's not, these are extremely, extreme dirt roads, not easy access, not easy to go in, not easy to go out, none of that, um, and a lot of times when you do go in and out, you could tell somebody's coming and going, uh, that whole time, but, I tell you, the crazy thing to me was 
and is still that that light. I mean, just the the overall time that we spent there, that there was always something going on uh, between the noises that we heard, the tent going crazy. And again, I'm gonna attach. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, make sure you add me because I'm gonna I'm gonna end up putting the YouTube uh, videos on the Twitter. So follow me, Monster America, um, on Twitter or Monster Investigators of America on Twitter. And we do have a brand new email. So it's podcast at protonmail.com. Again, it's podcast at protonmail.com. If you have a story that you want to share with us, whether it's paranormal, cryptic, UFO, any of that, please feel free to share it. Hit me up on an email. We'll go back and forth and we'll set up a date. For us to do the interview live, or if you're not comfortable doing it live on the air, we'll record it and we'll get you put on there. There's nothing wrong with sharing a story. Listen, nowadays I understand that some people still are very judgmental, but it's a lot more, you know, a lot more people understand um, when it comes to uh, the paranormal um, encrypted world nowadays. And uh, I understand definitely how it is to keep something on your chest when it comes to stuff like this and the feeling when you get when you get to actually share it. So, again, if you have a story yourself and you want to share, share it. Send us an email. Again, it's podcast at protonmail.com. That's podcast at protonmail.com. P-R-O. T-O-N mail.com. But that is going to be the very, very first uh, show of 2022. There's going to be very uh, a lot more. So what we're going to end up be uh, doing is actually my son's mother is going to jump on here with me uh, probably sometime this week. And what we're going to do is we're going to me and her used to go on adventures all the time. Um. And we've had some crazy experiences, and one of the craziest experiences that me and her shared together was seeing a shadow figure uh, directly behind us. And honestly, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it myself. And the way that it happened was just uh, mind-blowing, to tell you the truth. Um, And that's back in uh, the Jersey Pine Barrens. And let me tell you, when it comes to the Pine Barrens of Jersey, they have a lot, a lot of mysteries, for sure. Um, Anywhere from lost treasure to uh, the paranormal cryptids, you think of of it, uh, they have it, for sure. Um, Also, with UFOs, me and her have definitely seen uh, UFOs together. Um... And again, that doesn't mean it's aliens. It's just an unidentified flying object. Could an alien be behind the wheel? Of course it can. I'm not going to sit there and say we're the uh, only intelligent life forms in the, you know, in the universe. Because uh, that wouldn't be too intelligent, uh, honestly. There's no way that, you know, that we are. But, uh, so we have that going on. And, um... 
I believe Tony said in the next couple months, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Tony Merkel, the Confessionals Podcast. Trust me when I say you want to listen to the Confessionals. Check them out. Tell Tony I sent you. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on YouTube. He has a great special coming out. I'm going to end up doing a review for. Uh, he chased down Dogman in Kentucky. And I, I believe within the next month or so, that's going to be out on his YouTube channel. So again, take a look at it. Check it out. Tony Merkel, The Confessionals. If you like this episode you're gonna and this podcast, you're going to love his podcast as well. Um, just one of a kind. Trust me. And again, if y'all have a story to share, please hit me up. Again, MIA Proton Mail. I'm sorry, <laughs> MIA Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Exactly. Closed minded. A lot of people, unfortunately, are that. You know, 100%. Uh, as unfortunate it is, but you know what? Uh, Caps has actually shared some cool ass stories with me. Uh, with time lapses and, and uh, whatnot. So, also check out the, the older issues. And if you liked today's podcast, please hit like, follow us. The more followers and the more likes that we get, trust me, it helps us out. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you follow us on, whether it's, you know, right here on Podbean, which is where I do my live shows, or... Any other platform, uh, sorry, I was taking a sip of my, my coffee, <laughs> much needed right now, uh, definitely hit the like, give us a five-star rating if that's an option, but uh, trust me when I say we have a lot of more shows to come, I'm going to be back on probably later on today, uh, closer to 5 p.m. Uh, Western Standard Time, right here. Uh, in the U.S. So, <laughs> I was missing an action for a bit, man. It was been, I've been trying to get at least a couple pod, uh, podcasts out a month. Um, unfortunately, we were running into a little bit of trouble, had some issues. I hope that sound quality sounds all right. Um, because I'm doing it from my phone, I'm not doing it from my laptop with my, you know, expensive microphone that I have for podcasting, because Wi-Fi is garbage here, and it will not let me connect on my laptop. So that's an ongoing issue that I've had for you know, ever since we got, I think, got here, or, or since they switched the Wi-Fi company. Because I normally try to do an intro with music, an outro with music. And, uh, you know, set it up, but having some problems. Hopefully, uh, we'll find a decent Wi-Fi company, especially uh, when we finally move out to the land. I need to have a company that that will be able to uh, set me something, you know, set me up out there as well. But, yeah, we're, we're going to be on the, uh, or I'll be on the Tony Merkel, uh, the Confessionals, probably in the next couple months. Um, so look forward to that and I'll definitely let y'all know. We already did the interview. The, the interview has been done for almost a year. Uh, Tony's a super busy guy and he's backed up completely. 
uh, nonstop. So, again, hit him up with a follow um, and a like. He has a, an Instagram page, Twitter page, and I believe the Facebook. But uh, definitely uh, follow him, man. The, the, the uh, podcast that he has is a great podcast, and you can uh, tell him that I sent you, sent you his way. Um, so we have that, uh, going in the future. We're also going to be talking about a review of, uh, when me and my two boys went to, uh, Yari National Forest and what we found, what we experienced. And when me and, uh, Adam went to Yari National Forest a year to the date afterwards. So, we did some investigating while we were there in uh, Yori National Forest is in North Carolina. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, but that is what's on a scale. I'm also going to try to get some fellow podcasters on here. Uh, and if y'all know who uh, Bobo is from Finding Bigfoot, James Bobo Fay, awesome guy. We're going to... I'll be uh, telling a story behind the knuckles print that I found as well and how Bobo pretty much helped me out uh, and got pretty much uh, got the uh, knuckles print as in it it is a uh, Sasquatch knuckles print. So very, very cool. There's a story, a cool story behind that. And unfortunately I waited so long because I was, wasn't sure 100% what to do with it, but um, yeah, we're we're gonna be rocking and rolling uh, this year. We're I'm gonna be putting out more podcasts uh, this year than I've put out in the past, for sure. We're gonna try to drop two to three a week. We're gonna go live, um, definitely two times a week. Uh, we will be every single Sunday. You will find us on here, and probably every other Saturday because I have to work on Saturday, every other Saturday. So that is part of the game plan. But anyway, guys, it has been a great time. And if anybody, again, you want to share a story, you have something that you experienced, or if you know a story that somebody has experienced, please, again, hit us up at MIA podcast at protonmail.com mia podcast at protonmail.com till next time guys stay safe take care and look out for each other and don't forget if you see a little old lady needs help crossing the road or if you see you know a little tiny elf on the shelf that needs help reaching that top shelf Go ahead and give him a hand. There's nothing uh, nothing wrong with helping each other out and looking out for each other. And we need that more now than uh, ever before. So until next time, guys, take care and see you on the next set.
my grief.